0: Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Andrew Aguilar. What's up, everybody? I'm Pastor Andrew. I. Thanks. It's very kind of you. How about for Jesus? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, I was getting wrecked during worship. So, funny, kind of funny, last night, um, man, I was reading Ruth, and I'm not speaking out of Ruth or anything, but God was just joking with me, I think. Uh, every Does this ever happen to anybody? I I was kind of having a little bit of a hard time focusing, but every time I would try to read, it was like my mind was making the words rhyme, <laughs> almost like like... I hear like a hip hop beat, and all of a sudden I'm a rapper. But reading scripture, it was like, it was, it was really different. Like uh, that was the state of my my mind where I'm just like, man, every like I can't stop. Like I can't, I it keeps happening. And I was reading in the first, <laughs> I was reading in the first chapter of of Ruth, and it came to the the son in, the son's names that Ruth was married to and then um, Ruth's other sister-in-law I can't remember her name but their names were uh, Milan and Chilion and my mind in my mind when I was reading my mind went Chilion Milan <laughs> and then I had this beat going in my mind like on Milan chili on my lawn i got chili on my lawn and i was just like what is happening like my brain is like i don't know we went to chili's last night maybe it was the food like i never get fajitas and i had fajitas maybe that's what it was i don't know pray for me. Uh, I'm going to try to hold it together today. I've got, a, I've got something for us this morning. I'm going to take a, a swing at Sonship because I know Pastor Greg has been hitting this topic of Sonship. But before I start there, um, man, I have so many things I want to say. One thing was the testimonies from camp. I want to thank you guys personally those who have sown and those who have sown in, with finances and with prayer. Because guys, kids' lives were touched. One thing that I felt the Lord was saying over camp is this is a year where they make their walk their own. And then I realized that it's actually something that he's doing in the body of Christ. This is something that we've all really been praying for, uh, for believers all around the world, is we want people to stick around and stick in their walk with the Lord, right? Right? we see people backslide and we're like, what's going on, man? Like, or they start believing these false teachings or, you know, the hyper grace and things where you can sin and it doesn't matter because you're under grace. Things like, it's just like these teachings and and people fall away because they're deceived. And the Lord is saying that this is a generation that is so hungry for truth that they are wanting, they're longing to make their walk with Christ their own. And I'm going to tie that in a little bit today, later, about sonship. But before I do that, um, I have two really special people here in my life that I didn't even know you guys were coming today. And I'm talking to Caleb Pape and Lynn Pape, their uh, mother and son. And these guys, could you stand up real quick? I just want to honor you guys. Thank you for coming. You can sit down. This might take a few minutes. I don't want you to get tired. But almost a year ago, almost a year ago, when I was 14 years old. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. See, told you, my brain. 15 years ago, almost to the day. There we go. July 31st, my mom came home. Because she, and that was a Saturday. She felt the Holy Spirit say, it's time to go home, it's Andrew's day. She had been praying. How many of you guys have been praying for someone who's away from the Lord? She had been praying and contending for my soul. She came home in obedience to the Holy Spirit, led me to the Lord. Three days later, I was invited to a youth group. Three days later, it was a Tuesday. By my beautiful wife, Hannah. Hannah. And after youth group on a Tuesday, I was sitting in the back of the room and as I'm sitting there, Caleb comes up. And remember the sermon about the rocks. It came up today a couple times and it's coming up again right now. The Lord reminded me, remember the sermon about the rocks when we take those rocks and we help lift the arms and we help carry one another as the ecclesia. Caleb came and put his hand on my shoulder. And in that moment, he asked, can I pray for you? Caleb was my first example of someone who was young and incredibly passionate about the Lord. I don't know if we've ever had this conversation, but when you would dance in worship, that was something that would make me go, oh, Caleb's doing it, I I should do that too. And it was kind of like a little brother, you know, Like, like, man, oh, this is what we do. Okay, I'm gonna do that. And as I was following the Lord, it was kind of like I was helping, uh, getting some tips from Caleb's lifestyle. And he's passionate about the word, I'm passionate about the word. And later that evening, Lynn Pape walks in, and as the whole youth group now is around around me, praying for me, and she says, you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Open your mouth, and sounds are going to come out and she, she put her hand right here on my jaw, and she said, start speaking, start speaking, and I start. Spoke in tongues. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that was the, the moment in my life where I was marked, and I became so on fire for Jesus that I wanted nothing else, and that's what we need for this generation. We need people to come around them, put their hands on their shoulders, and say, hey, I'm here for you. We need to be the example. We need to be fathers and mothers that come and lift up this generation. That is the importance of you. That is your job. That's our mission. As a family, we come around one another, and we lift each other up, okay? That has nothing to do with my sermon today, but... I felt like the Holy Spirit was really, really, it, uh, the timing is too, too close to not talk about. And I wanted to just honor you guys and say thank you for seriously, like, ser- just like being friends and being family. And I love you guys so much, so thanks. All right. Um, I wanted to give you guys a quick update on uh, the Philippines. I, I talked to Pastor Greg, and I said, hey, what do you want to tell him? what's the update? What's the intel? And he said, uh, the first part of their trip is pretty much over. They had a conference of 200 people, with, and they're equipping them with the Ecclesia message. This is what we're talking about, like the the coming around each other, What what the the ecclesia is, and it's the true identity of the church and how we're, we function together and how we change the world around us. So that's what is being preached in the Philippines and how Jesus is, is the prime example, his lifestyle of people that are in the ecclesia. And that's what's being preached uh, in the Philippines. They had three fire tunnels and they're super hungry The people in the Philippines are super hungry for the Holy Spirit and to move. So they're asking, can we do another fire tunnel? The leaders are like, please, let's pray some more. Let's do another fire tunnel. So I just want to take a quick minute and uh, as, as our body, corporately, let's cover them in prayer. And let's ask that the floodgates of heaven would be opened up over the Philippines, all right? Let's do it. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent a strategic team with a strategic message to change a nation. And we ask, Lord, that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out abundant blessing. We ask that you would open the floodgates. We say, gates, open up so that the King of glory can come in. And we ask, Lord, that the hearts of the people in the Philippines would be changed towards you, that they would yield their lives towards Christ, and that they would come to know you and fall deep in love with you, deeply in love with you, Jesus. We ask that you would strengthen Pastor Greg and Wendy and the team. We ask, Lord, that you would be with them, that they would feel your presence, and that it would be supernatural that you would just use them as a vessel, and you would open their mouths and let, let your word flow. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right, we're in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 30. How many of you guys like the Bible? How many of you guys brought your Bibles, paper Bibles? Come on now. All right, I'm in the CSB, Christian Standard Bible. That is, I, I love it because it reads how I talk, and I might talk a little weird for you. If not, it's all good. Um, so here we go. I'm going to just read. For just as the body is one and has many parts... All the parts that are of that body through many are one body, so also is Christ. For if we were all baptized in one spirit into, uh, into the body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we are all given the spirit to drink, indeed, the body is not one part, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body it is not for that reason or any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it is not for that reason any less a part of, body, of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God has arranged each one of the parts in the body just as he wanted. And if we were all the same part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Or again, the hand can't say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body are weaker and indispensable. And those parts of the body that we consider more uh, less honorable, we clothe these things with greater honor. And our unrespectable parts are treated with greater respect, which our respectable parts do not need. Instead, God has put the body together, giving greater honor to less honorable, so that there would be no division in the body. But the members would have the same concern for each other so that if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, next miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administration, administrationing, (laughs) various kinds of tongues. Are there are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all do miracles? Do, Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in other tongues? Do all interpret? but desire the greater gifts, and I will show you an even better way. So, that's a lot of scripture. And you say, Andrew, what does this have to do with sonship? Let me, let me explain a little bit. When we accept Christ, we're adopted into his bloodline. We say, Jesus, I am yours, and you're mine. That means we are grafted in, and we're the same. We're together. So we have the same inheritance that Christ has. Sometimes that's hard to believe because we might look at ourselves and not feel like we see what he sees. We might be like, dang, I'm a pinky nail. (laughs) And you might feel like that's not where you want to be. But as we read the scriptures, it says that you are a vital piece. There's nobody like you. You're a vital piece because you have a purpose. See, that pinky nail, it's not ins- insignificant. If you weren't there, well, How would you pick your ear? I'm just kidding. Or your nose. Don't lie, you know you do it. So this past week when Pastor Greg uh, spoke on Sonship, he was doing some comparisons, right? Like he had... uh, Marvin up here and pa- Pastor Wendy and the contrast between orphan thinking and thinking like a son. Son, daughter, same thing, okay? Let's just clarify. When we cu- when we look to the left and we go, I want what he has. That's orphan thinking. I have a very, very... Um, interesting example. So can we pull up that video? And let me, let me preface for a second. Uh, we have four kids, um, two sets of twins. And what, I'm, what I want to nail in is that your walk with Christ is meant to be yours and yours alone. You are in charge Of how deep you go, because if you're called to be a hand, but you want to be a leg, your life will not feel feel, your life will not feel fulfilled because your focus is out of place. So you're saying that's hard to grasp, like because I don't like things aren't working right now. I want you to see the focus of a child because Jesus says we have to become like a child. So I have a really good example. So if you can look at the screens, I'll look at this one right here because it's the closest to me. Can you pull it up and make sure the audio is up? Can you pause it real fast? Sweet. What's happening? So this right here is Samuel on the left with the the longer hair not the baby and that's Josiah and Hope is up there but I want you to watch what Hope is doing watch her eyes okay go ahead She's looking around But she keeps focusing on the other side of the room. So she's looking at Samuel, uh, touching... This is your side. You get to hold your (laughs) side. All right. If you caught what she said, that's the key. So I have two points. The first one is you have to find, as a son or a daughter, you have to find that place where you desire your own. And that's okay. That's not selfish. That doesn't freak God out. To desire your own, own relationship with him to desire your own victories with him we can look at others testimonies and use that as encouragement because that's why they're there we lo- we listen to stories we read the word we're like yes god this is true these happened and it happened for them but i want my own god i want my own this is my walk this is our walk we're doing this together and we're going to have our own victories We're going to be here, and it's biblical. It's like, you're not Moses. But you can see how the Lord was faithful in Moses' life. The possibilities are endless. He split a sea. They were there for 430 years waiting for for somebody to come and deliver them. 430 years. The possibilities are endless for our lives things that have been going round and round, but we can sit back, we can. We can sit back and sit in the other chair and look to our right or our left and go, man, God's doing so much in their lives, that's so cool. Celebrate it, we do celebrate it, but you have your own part to play. As the hand, you have your own part to play. As the leg, you have your own part to play. See, when we do it together together, and when we get our minds off of being the leg when we're supposed to be there, our hand, the hand, when we focus on, oh, this is my purpose, your life will be like, whoop, happy level. You'll be like, oh, I, all of a sudden, I have what it takes. I have everything. I have full supply because I'm in line with where God has called me. Amen. It makes so much more sense. And that that. What Jesus says, the truth that Jesus speaks, that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. His teaching, his calling is easy and it's light, but it's hard when we're not following it for our lives, when we're in line with something else. So number one. Just like Hope, when she was sitting there on the bed, she, she's enjoying her brother. She's like celebrating, yay, this is so much, this is so cool, my brother. And they, all, they love each other just the same. Like, I would say Hope and Nehemiah are the ones that are more like, they, they clash. They're both big personalities, and they'll be like, Aah! like, you know, just. But she's keeping her eyes on the prize. She sees that there's another one for her. And she's like, I'm ready. And when I'm like, here, here's just no no no. I see what he has for me. That's and that's what we do. Because believe me, when you follow Christ, favor flows. Favor flows. Doors open. An opportunity to be a leg. Whoa. I've got an opportunity here. Maybe I could just put the hand behind my back. And I could be a leg. Leg makes more money. Leg gets more exposure. It's a bigger part. I could do that. We get into trouble that way. We get into big trouble. We start looking at our marriage in that season when you're like, why is everything falling apart? It's her fault. Man, dead weight. We look at our kids and we're like, "Man, why don't you just listen?" We look at our job, we're like, "This is the position that I was contending for. This is it. This is my favor. Doors open." And then your boss is like, "You you're you're not doing what's required of you. You you said you were e- equipped for this. But something's just not working." And you're like, "Well, I'm making more money than I was before. It's working for me." takes more time. Those are seasons. Those are red flags when you go, okay, God, where am I at? Is this where you meant for me to be? Because the door was open and I saw it and I took it. And the beauty of his grace is that we're never left forsaken. Because when we dig holes, he's always the ladder to help us get out. one thing I love about my daughter's name is that it starts with an H and it's hope and if you put a lot of H's together it builds a ladder you stack them on top of each other and that's Christ I believe that our daughter Hope one, one reason why we named her Hope is she is the way out she's, she's going to represent Christ in a way that paves a way for people to see ways out of their situation it's hope hope Hope. So today, a few things that I believe that the Lord is doing. I heard him say this and it's kind of funny because it's like Catholic confirmation. But today is a confirmation. Today's a day of confirmation. Confirmation for the things that you put on your on your mantle. The oh I might not I get confused if I've talked to youth about it or if I've talked to you. So when we receive prophetic word, I gotta hurry up. When we receive prophetic words, we don't establish our path by them. We don't align our steps. Those are guides, those are encouragements, things that help build us up. So when I get a prophetic word going, you're gonna be a worship leader, playing a red guitar that sings in front of thousands of people, I go, thank you, that's super encouraging. I take that prophetic word and I put it on my mantle and I go, Lord, if that's you, you'll make that come into fruition. So, today is a day of confirmation, and it might not be from me. I hope it's from the Holy Spirit himself that there's been dreams that have been laying dormant or or promises in your life that he's going to say, hey, this is it. You've been been a leg, and it's time to be a hand, or it's time to be the eye. Remember, remember. Remember this promise I made to you when you were 12 years old, when you were 30 years old, when you first started following me. This was my promise. It's time to get into alignment again. So today's a day of confirmation, okay? Um, yeah, that's it. That's what he's saying. Um, when hope asked, or when she said, no, there's my own, that doesn't scare god and the scripture from that is Hebrews 4:16 when we come boldly before the throne of grace see we have this false pride this false humility that we choose to carry the weight of it all in brute force without asking for help that's that's pride and pride is a killer so when we when we when we have a challenge in front of us and we need the Lord, or we're trying to put pieces, job play, in your workplace in ministry, you want you have a thing. Some people are called to feed the, the homeless. I believe that there's a call on people in this room that when you drive through the city of Oakland and you see the homeless encampments, that you're not a person who just goes, oh, that was their choice. No, your heart is actually turned, and you go, man, you're filled with compassion and empathy and sympathy, and you go, God, you gotta reach these guys, and he's put that dream in your heart because it's broken you. It's broken your heart. There's people like that in this room today that you're going, I have no idea what to do. It's time to ask. It's time to ask and come boldly before the throne of grace. He's not afraid of you asking. He doesn't call it selfish because children know how to ask. (laughs) Children know that when they need something, you go to dad, you go to mom. You go, hey mom, I'm hungry. I need a sandwich. And just as Jesus says, a good father, our heavenly father is a good father that when you ask, he doesn't give you a serpent. When you ask for bread, he doesn't return to you a stone. He's a good father. So when you ask, he supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We pray it all the time. It's real. It's real. But these transactions need to start happening I don't know if you're on the same page, but what I see is we don't do enough asking. Yeah. Or we're asking in the place of a leg when we need to back up a little bit and rethink where we're at, going, wait a second. Am I asking for me? That's so good. Or am I asking for like? Me, like, because we're one. One. <clears throat> All right. I've got some tools, literally tools. Um, this is a br- brad nailer. It's not going to go off, don't worry. It looks like a, a Nerf gun. <laughs> this is a mallet. These things have um, unique purposes. They function in total different ways. My second point where I'm going to wrap up is we have to keep our eyes on our purpose. When we're trying to function as a hand or a leg, it's like you're trying to do a job. You're called to be a mallet. You're called to be someone who sets things into place but doesn't leave a permanent mark. You're called to be someone who helps move things along and shift things around. But when you're trying to be who you're not called to be, it's like you're trying to be a brad nailer and you're trying to do the same job, but that's not your purpose. Trying to do the same job as a mallet, but that's not your purpose. So what we can do is we can sit here and look like an orphan does and try to fill the shoes of something that's outside of our main purpose. We can sit and go, man, I'm gonna build a house. So, I hope I have nails in here. Yes. So everybody, think of building a house. What's it take? Concrete, wood, ceilings, floors, sheetrock, right? What if I said, I'm going to build a house by myself on my own because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you're a brad nailer. I'm trying to pull one of these off. There we go. So, I'm going to lay a foundation and I'm going to start building my house. And this is what I got. Would you want a house that has a foundation and walls held together by this? This is what it's like when we separate ourselves and we say, we can do it all on our own. I don't need the hand my purpose is greater. The things that I put together, everyone sees like this. This was put on by a brad nailer. It's finished work. Holds decoration and and finish quality things that you look at with your bare eye and it's beautiful. But you only need this for that. See, if I started hitting finish work into place with a mallet, sometimes that is what a mallet's for, but you get what I'm saying. I can bang these boards into place, but they're not gonna stay because I need, I need to fasten it with the correct tool. It's the importance of keeping your eyes on your main purpose, what God has called you to be. And that's how you play an intricate part in the body of Christ. Christ. Because it can't be done without you and that's why we need you. Yeah. Good. Just as if you're called to be a hand, it can't be done without you and we need you. So I'm looking in a room full of people and I want to ask you a question. Are you willing to be the person that God has called you to be? Are you willing to analyze your heart where you're at right now and be honest with God? And if you are where he's called you to be, that you would seek him wholeheartedly without looking to the left or the right. Because let me tell you, We can, and it's easy to look around and go, man, I wish my situation was different. But we're in a day where we can't risk that any longer. And if you're in a place where you feel like you're not supposed to be, would you choose today to say, God, I want to fulfill my purpose in you. I want your plan for my life. I've been working in my flesh and trying to hold this weight on my shoulders and I can't do it anymore. If you're in one of those two categories, would you stand up? Would you stand up and say, I'm in the place where I want to be and I want to seek him wholeheartedly. You might need some refreshing of the Holy Spirit. You might need some some uh, Gas, some fuel for your tank. Maybe you've been battling uh, some confusion. Like you might feel like, man, I want to go back. I'm not talking even about sin. I'm talking about like in your professional life. I'm not talking about like you're going to backslide, but maybe you are. Maybe you're in that place where you feel far away from God. Or maybe you're in the place where you know that's where you're called, but you're just not seeing the fruit and you want to see that fruit, you're like, God, I'm hungry, Like, but I feel like I'm doing my purpose, but I'm not, seeing, I'm not seeing it, and I need to see it. For these people who are standing, for the ones that are not, would you put your hands on these and gather around them? Gather around them. And as the Holy Spirit enables you, I release you to encourage those people. Encourage them, prophesy over them. I feel like you guys need to hear and remember that you are incredibly gifted. You have knowledge and wisdom that is straight from God, and it's His gift. And He's chosen you right where you're at. So, Jesus, we pray that you would bring clarity to their calling. We ask, God, that you would release fruit in their life. And we bless them with wisdom and revelation. And we declare that today is a fresh start for them where they're at. And that this day forward, they would start to see the hand of Jesus in their life. And we say strength to your spirit. You have people that love you and care about you. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill them up, that you would come like a wind and come like fire. Lord, that you would anoint them to walk in their true calling. I ask that you would remind them of their true purpose. we say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to you, God. Matthew 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Who among you, if his sons ask him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you ask, want others to do for you. Do also the same for them. For this is the law and the prophets. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, Father, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you for what you're doing, God. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Give yourselves a hand. Good job ministering. Good job. All right. This week, be expectant for God to move through you because you're a hand, you're a leg, you're you're an eye. Be looking for those moments when he's using you because it's happening all around you. I just want to invite the ministry team up. If you're on the ministry team, come on up. If you need prayer today for healing in your body, if you need, um, if there's a prodigal you've been praying for, come up and we wanna pray with you. If you need a fresh touch from God, come up, we wanna pray with you. We'll be here for a little while. Um, Love you guys. Blessings.
1: I just want to say real quick, um, during worship, I, as we're singing the wonder song, I um, said, wait, maybe be just like a child staring at the beauty of our king. And then Drea started singing for us, for our eyes to be opened. I saw the Lord opening our eyes to see him as the father that he is. And with that, he was releasing faith. Faith that when you ask for something, when you ask as a child to your father who is good, that he gives you it because he's so good. So right now, if you need faith to ask like a child, if you need faith to see him as a good father, I just want you to close your eyes and say, yes, Lord, receive that faith because it's in the room and it's thick and it's a free gift that he's so happy to give you. So we just release your faith over all of your children here today, Jesus. thank you that you have a calling for each of us. God, we say yes to your calling over our lives. We say yes to having a focus on you, that we don't look to the left or to the right. God, we ask for your grace to walk out our callings and faith, Lord. Give us more faith. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope
0: you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.